Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 389, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Wow, you Did got it. Right? First, that's, that's the whole convoluted title. It might or might not be written in front of me, oh. but I still wasn't sure. <laughs> you're I, like, wait, you're still second guessing, like, wait, is that yeah. really the title of this? I still can't spell Jurassic every time. I spell it wrong. It's I, for me. It's hard to like think about it or say it out loud. But when I write it or type it, like my muscle memory, just because I've typed it so much over the years, like yeah. it kicks in. But when I have to, but when I think about it, I'm like, is it? It's one R and then two S's. Yeah, I'm always like, no, it doesn't have ass in it, but it does. <laughs> Jur ass ick. I remember seeing online somewhere at one point that like I think the misspelling of Jurassic was a drug somewhere. Huh. Like some kind like of strain of weed or, like or something, or. like like weed. Oh, or some something. I like rec- the fact that the that the 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 weed dealers are like, dude, you got to spell that with two R's or we'll get sued. <laughs> yeah, we can't infringe on the intellectual property of Universal. Are you crazy? That's how that's how they got all the money for these big budget movies. Is they're out there suing every pusher on the every corner? <laughs> well, they're running around that jungle. What do you think? You know? Yeah. <laughs> And where they, do they film these movies? Is it really Costa Rica? Like where I I'm I don't know. I have no idea. Clearly they're on location. Like when they're running around in those big open fields, that's not green screen. I mean, I'm sure a lot of stuff is, but like right. they're, they're it's scenery there of are, like Yeah, there are parts where they, yeah. they went outside. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ask Google. These are the answers that we don't know. <laughs> where did they film Jur Ass? Make sure you spell it right. World. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same place. It looks identical. Well, I mean, they went back to the same place, so it would have to be, right? 
I mean, they could they could always I change. Know, I'm oh, I'm like, <laughs> I was being. They only de- built Jurassic World in one place. I was so. being deliberately obtuse. Yes. Uh, it, let's see. It looks like uh, Hawaii. Hawaii stands in that for the sense. fictitious Isla Nubar. Nubar. Yeah. It looks like it has an R L in it. Nubar. Nublar. 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 Hmm. Uh, what I'm reading at movie.locations.com. Oh, it well, looks like it sounds legit. N U B L A R. Of course, right. I'm also pushing 50, and this font is small. <laughs> there you go. So there's that. Well, that's your exciting Jurassic World trivia yes. that we. Thank yeah. you for, for joining us this week <laughs> on Listen to Us Google Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you learned something today. Yeah. We uh, our show prep was off the charts for this episode, as yeah. you can tell. So <laughs> crazy. Where did they film this? Earth. <laughs> well, unless it was a Will Smith movie, and then it was filmed after on Earth. On Earth. <laughs> but it wasn't. You know, he never said that. What, Jab? He never says that. He doesn't? That's a, a what's that thing called? Oh, like a, a play it again, Sam sort of yeah, a thing? Yeah, that, he never says that. I went back, and because you know people always do that meme, and I went back, and I rewound the movie, and I listened to it a few times. It's like, he's like, welcome to Earth. Like, it's clear. He enunciates <laughs> it. He never does that. So if you say that, I'm not saying you meant it, but it's like, that's basically a racist meme. Yeah, like, I he know. He never <laughs> says that. Like, What about an after Earth? Does he say it there? Uh, did anybody I see that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have to. He's like, you know what? I'm, but I'm not watching it again to find out. I did the Men in Black Mind Eraser thing after that movie. Yeah. So I wouldn't. <laughs> that movie made me so mad because do you remember it made so much money overseas, overseas to save yeah. it? Like it crashed and burned here as it rightfully should have. It right. was terrible. And then it made money. It like actually made its money back plus wow. profit. And These days it would just be a Netflix exclusive. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, it's totally a Netflix movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Huh. So we should uh, probably go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Brad. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Just real quick, shameless plugs. Uh, don't forget we're available on iTunes, so you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, and you can find us on the interwebs uh, on Twitter at Real Spoilers or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join the League of Show Shares. If that's not enough for you, you can also go to our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Throw a little money in the kitty, as little as $5 a month, and you'll get all sorts of bonus content. So there is all that. There are no League of Show Shares to read this week because uh, we're recording early. The episode's not up yet. Yeah, (laughs) there's an episode to share yet. So we're we're recording a little early because... Tom's on his 12th vacation of the summer. I'm on my 12th vacation of the... I won't travel again until this... No, I take it back in September. Tom, do you have to take a work? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell people... What I do, it beats having a real job. So <laughs> there you go. One of the perks. But uh, I, next week I'm on work. I uh yeah, I know, but it's uh uh but, but you know it's like awesome. I said, I'm pushing fifty. It's it awesome. took me a while to get to this point. Yeah. You didn't, I didn't I didn't yeah. start there at thirty. You oh, know? that's awesome. I, if you think any of us wouldn't be on these vacations <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone's curious, a Disney cruise. Awesome. Ooh, and just the, just in case you want to hate me even more. Without the kids. Ooh. Ooh. That's awesome. Uh, the upside of divorce is uh, your crazy ex gets them like, uh, for a, a week straight. So God knows what sort of condition will come back in. But uh, while while we are childless, we're just like, let's go on a cruise. So yeah. You think you're going to get Ant-Man on the cruise? Since- I don't think so because it's from what I can tell, it seems like they tend to time the the premiere of those movies to the U.S. release. Okay. So I don't think... I will get the Ant Man will open like we'll get back on we disembark uh, on 
Saturday morning and it opens the following Friday. So, um, Incredibles I, two probably, but I think the Incredibles two will be on there, yeah. nice. which I hope so because my wife was mad because I didn't take her to the screening. So <laughs> um, I'm like, uh, they're going to show it on the ship, and I'm like, oh please, dear God, show it on the ship. Yeah, <laughs> please, dear God, show it on the ship. But again, all the research I've done, it looks like apparently, like if you're on the cruise when the movie opens, they'll do like a midnight screening, and it's like a little they'll do a whole, they make a whole production. That's out of fun. It. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to do that sometime. Yeah, yeah. when someday when we're Tom's age, yeah. So yeah. A few decades from <laughs> that's now, the, that's the downside of not being able to tell if it says new bar, new blar, mublar, <laughs> nubbler, mubbler, nubbler. I don't nibbler. know. I think that maybe that's an eight new eight lar. Is that what that says? So that's the flip side. Nice. Well, there you go. Congratulations. And I pee every twenty minutes. <laughs> whether, there's, the... whether there's a restroom or not. <laughs> so I can't wait to grow old. It's great. I will tell you this: turn it into a to a infomercial. That Saul Palmetto, it works. What so, is it? We yeah, don't, don't even know. know. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh, you haven't started getting that in your feed. You're not the right age yet. But it's like the stuff that's like, oh, it makes your prostate work better, so you don't pee as much. And I was like, that sounds like a big load of crap. So let's try it. And, but I was like, I'm peeing so much. I'm like, I'll screw it. Sure, it's ten bucks for a bottle. Send it to me, Amazon. I'm not reviewing it though. They don't need. I don't. Everybody needs. Don't. They don't need to see my Amazon review for my peeing. And uh, uh, but it's uh, but it, it's working. Wow. Good yeah. job. Happy so, for you. Uh, yeah, you should be. <laughs> so, and right. Kevin's like, you peed three times during the last episode, and that's working. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, wrap your head around that. Yeah. So anyway, there's way Trying more than to. you need to know about my <laughs> urinary habits. Uh, and it'll be nice on the cruise ship because I can I can probably just pee right over the side. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, if I gotta go, I just whip it out and pee on the side. Uh, please don't get like. I mean, I know you're probably on international waters. International but... waters. There's no sex <laughs> registry <laughs> in, in international waters. I. <laughs> is, I found the loophole. This is really off to a great start, yeah. guys. <laughs> I told you, it, it's so weird recording. I've said it before. Recording these during the day is so different than 8 <gasps> o'clock in the morning. Ah, uh, this is real spoilers after dark. Yeah. <laughs> or coming up on dark. But for us at our age, even though, like, I feel like, you know, my bedtime's right after this. So it's pretty much, yeah. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that's enough of the, the, that shenanigans, I guess. So let's talk about the movie. So which one of us is subjected to being the synopsizer? Uh, Wikipedia gets that on our okay. time. So, okay, let's let's talk. Let's go back to Jurassic Park real quick and uh, talk about everyone's love of this series. This is the fifth film in the series. Jurassic Park, of course, came out in 1993. So, Tom, where were you and do you give a crap? So I would have been 22. This is a summer movie, right? So mm-hmm. I would have been 22, almost 23 when this came out. So I was in my probably like, what, sixth year of college. But I mean, I saw it. It was fine. Like it didn't like to me, like this is top tier of second tier Spielberg. Hmm. OK, Brad, I feel like I recall seeing it in theaters. I would have been six years old and uh, we had our Shut local your whore <laughs> mouth. our local theater old. was in Litchfield, Illinois. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw it there. If not, I saw it a hundred times on VHS the next year, whenever it came out, because the the gap was a lot larger then. But um, yeah, just loved it. It Was one of our childhood like go to movies. Yeah, I get if if you saw it as a kid, like Big Giant Dinosaur, like it's, oh yeah, I totally get it. But for me, I was like, it was good. Like I'm not, and I will say, I watched it again before the last one came out, 
And I honestly think that was my second viewing. I, oh my oh, wow. I don't know that I ever watched it again. Um, again, I liked it, but not enough. Like it wasn't. And also, like when it came out on VHS, I'm like, yeah, that'll look great on my 22 inch <laughs> pan and scan VHS. Like I was just like, who, yeah, you know, like right. who cares? Um, so, but I will say when when we watched it about a year ago with the kids, I was surprised at how well it held up. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And uh, I, I feel the same way as you, Brad. And, and coincidentally, I was the same age. I mean, I was six in 1993, but I remember everything about it. I mean, it had that big of an impact. You know, it was very early on in my movie going, obviously. Uh, and uh, I just thought it was incredible. I remember the theater. I remember De Pere Theater, which is still around here in St. Louis. And I remember what theater it was in. Like, I remember the hallway and exactly which auditorium I was in. And it was just, it was such an amazing movie. And seeing, like Tom said, dinosaurs yeah. on the big screen and looking like that. You know, this wasn't, good looking dinosaurs. This wasn't yeah. Godzilla versus, and they, t- you know. They it, still look good. Yeah. They do. And so, honestly, it's, I mean, this is a perfect part for shameless plug but on the patreon page that tom's always talking about joe and i went through and did a two-hour ep- episode we did a retrospect on 1993's jurassic park and i've seen the movie probably i bet you i've seen jurassic park more than any movie ever like i that love yeah that could be it's my number too, one yeah. watch but i went back and watched it again right before that podcast in 4k blu-ray i mean you know so you could see any kind of little artifact or whatever you know and that movie holds up so well even on that quality screen and I mean, we're talking about 25 years ago and, and yeah. the, the the effects were so state of the art. I mean, they created effects. You know, this was Lucasfilm, um, this this, uh, you know, and uh, ILM. It was it was them creating. And if you go back on the special features and especially on the 3D version, funny enough, but uh, they have a lot of special features for that edition. And even like the conversion to 3D, they took almost a year to convert it to 3D. So it wasn't like they just ran it through the computer, yeah. checked yeah. it, said, oh, move that to the left a little bit like they this series has always well especially with this first one but they've always put the time into it and the care into it and like so this first movie that first movie they don't do anything cheaply they know how big of an impact that had on cinema and and in people's lives and it's like they they really take the care so yeah. uh, go listen to that episode if you want if you love the the movie the original and uh, we talk about a lot of behind the scenes and how things were made but yeah, it's it's fantastic. So going into these movies, I think Brad and I probably have a little bit different sure. opinion than Tom because of when we saw it. And, and, and I never I've never seen the next two. OK, so I completely haven't seen Jurassic World two, Jurassic Boogaloo, and I haven't <laughs> seen what Jurassic World three, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Mm-hmm. I have not. I've seen neither of those. So yeah. I went straight to jurassic world yeah right now what it was the last sure. one was called yeah. Yeah. They're all I, just jurassic park movies. in, in <laughs> my opinion care. i mean and you know i've already said how much i love that movie you know and, and and even with my love of the franchise two and three are just i mean if you're a diehard fan it's great to watch them and you know you can find some entertainment in them but like as far as the good movies it's like the first one of course is excellent jurassic world i think was a lot of fun i enjoyed yeah. that you know immensely but the second and third one third one's awful yeah third one's directed by joe johnson who directed captain america in oh, the rock okay. in the rocketeer the rocketeer, yeah um so it's the first one that spielberg didn't direct so spielberg directed of course jurassic park jurassic park 2 the lost world and then he just produced the third one and the third one was a piece of trash so like i have i kind of wonder if spielberg like halfway through was like i think i'm gonna get my name or you know like getting into production if he's like i'm gonna take my name off this i'll produce <laughs> it but you know what i mean because it was it was bad right and, and it's just weird that he well, let this I'm, I'm trying to remember the story because i i feel like 
they were surprised he came back and directed the second one. I feel like there was a deal made. Like he yeah. wanted to make something else, and and that was kind of the deal. Was like, well, we'll fund that, but you gotta you gotta film this other this second Jurassic Park for us because I know the first one he was doing uh, he was approving effect shots while he was filming Schindler's List. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean that that was amazing that that those movies came out in the same year. Yeah. Jurassic Park and Schindler's List yeah, which talk won about, him an Oscar. I talk about range. Yeah. yeah. And 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 huge movies. I mean you've got this Oscar winning movie, you know, that of course is ranked so highly with And I think people forget too that Schindler's List was a big fat hit. Yeah. Like I mean it's counterintuitive but I think that I mean I think that movie made a hundred, over 100 million dollars. Like and it, I mean it's a three-hour film. It's in black and white. It's about the most depressing subject right. matter you uh, imaginable. And back then, a three-hour running time would really kill the box office on a movie because nowadays they'll just like, well, throw it in two more theaters where it's selling well. But they couldn't do that oh. back then. So you had to have the prints. Yeah, and they had one print or two, and you couldn't just throw yeah. it somewhere else. Yeah. And so that movie ran for a long time and made a ton of money. Yeah. I feel like that was a good time frame for Spielberg though, too, going from Jurassic Park and then of course Jurassic Park Two, which didn't do as well. But mentioning Schindler's List and just a few years later, Saving Private Ryan was sure was coming up too. That's crazy. Yeah, he had some crazy years there. And I mean, obviously, he's still around doing these type. I mean, does big budget movies like Ready Player One. Yeah. And then he does The Post. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's still obviously is prolific and one of the greatest directors ever. Uh, Last Jurassic Park trivia for you. So if you go to Cracked.com, I know that seems like an odd place to find a great article. Oh, no, not at all. Cracked Cracked has great articles. So uh, J.M. McNabb wrote this article. He's a great writer. I've I've read a few other of his things, and he's really good. But uh, he writes about the Jurassic Park ride that started off at Universal Studios Hollywood and then of course there's one in Orlando they're getting ready in September to take it down in Hollywood and it will be replaced by a retrofitted and expanded Jurassic World ride which so is So a Jurassic World war- ride that's not a snooze? Well, I think <laughs> I, Sorry, I, that ride's a snooze. <laughs> I I really enjoy it just because it's Jurassic Park, but so the one in Orlando for now is staying. But anyway, he goes back and tells the story and it's fascinating. Spielberg had plans for the ride before he even started production and Spielberg gets because of ET and the deal that he made, like ET is never able to leave Universal Studios because Spielberg cut that deal. So he's and he gets five percent of all profit from the park. Wow! In Orlando, <laughs> so Spielberg had plans for this ride before production even started, and the big drop because the reason that you never see any kind of a water it got cut. scare, yeah. it got cut. But there were storyboards for that drop, so that actually was part of the movie at one point. But uh, yeah, he this ride was a huge deal. Like it was a hundred and something million dollars to build it, which in those dollars, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I think adjusted for inflation, it's like a hundred and ninety million dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. And so anyway, uh, just go read the article. JM goes through this entire story. It's fascinating. Uh, if you love theme parks and especially Jurassic Park, it's it's really a fascinating read. I cannot recommend it highly enough. The, check it the out. ride does something that's always a pet peeve for me in rides, What's which that? is when the rides like. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> you don't like that kind of immersive storytelling. It's lazy. God, yeah. I, I just like it. Just it feels lazy. The, okay. Like some there's something's gone wrong. Like it's almost. I mean, think about how many rides use that. It yeah. happens. Is there lot. something like that on Dinosaur in, in Disney World? Oh, this stuff's or, always going yeah, wrong. Like, on that ride. Yeah. <laughs> and then literally the ride breaks every time I'm on it, so something does go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ride's never broken on me. Really, Dinosaur? Yeah, yeah it's a bad one for me. I have bad luck on it, but. Anyway, so it's this, just I, I, it's always yeah. that ride's always frustrated me too because it's uh 
it, the technology, it's it's just a rethemed Indiana Jones ride. Exactly. If, if yeah. you go to Disneyland, Disneyland yeah. they use the same type of cars, yeah. and that's and it's like, why is this not? And I like the dinosaur ride. That's but, the scariest ride at Disney. But it ties into nothing. Yeah. It's so weird for just the tie in. dinosaur. Is that still it's a tie-in of dinosaur? It still officially movie. ties in. Yeah. I don't see. I never see anything referencing yeah. that movie. I think in the uh, I think in the visitor center, like there's it's the same dinosaurs that were in that movie or whatever. Like I mean, I they focus on the same things. Right. It's not like there's cutesy cartoons of them playing, but yeah. it is supposed to be. And that was a great looking movie, yeah. and I, I I did like that movie, but like it doesn't it doesn't feel attached. Yeah, no, to I anything. mean they have its own story with yeah. characters that aren't in the movie, and um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that is the I think the scariest, most thrilling ride at Disney. It's dark. There's huge dinosaurs. It whips you around like yeah. It's it's terrifying uh doesn't make a lick of sense from a story purpose because you're supposed to go through time and you're supposed to save a huge dinosaur right how are you going to bring that back on your car they say you're <laughs> supposed to go and bring that back yeah. how are you going to do that it makes no sense they should at least give you a minivan yeah <laughs> so anyway okay so you, you know how you bring it back it's time travel right by the time you get to the present day it's in the gas tank <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Got some, and then like well done. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're looking to hire an Imagineer, <laughs> I can help out. Damn, we'll never get him for the podcast. I can, then. I can justify your crappy ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've gone through our love of Jurassic Park and theme parks, you get an idea of where we're coming from going into this movie. Now, just just real quick though, Jurassic World. I enjoyed it. Thought it was fun. Yeah. Tom, absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed Did it. you enjoy it? The so first one. Yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So anyway. So this movie takes place three years after the previous film, right? And so just to clarify, so Isla Nublar, like Tom mentioned, so in the first movie, they're on Isla Nublar. And the now, second, who does she play? <laughs> she's I I, th- I think she's uh she's in How I Met Your Mother. Okay, I think is that back it up real quick. Uh, uh, Lost World Jurassic Park was made came out in the same year as Amistad, and then the next year was Saving Private Ryan. So my guess is there might have been a little horse trading for him to come back and film another Jurassic Park movie because because he had two kind of prestige movies that you wouldn't think would be big box office although one of the two was yeah no that would that would make sense though to yeah. get them yeah give us that money that Jurassic Park money so so this takes place three years and so the first movie is La Nublar and the second and third movie which Tom didn't see they go to Isla Sorna which is site B so in case you're wondering like that, so that's her sister yeah okay that's the one that's married to Borat Okay, so, making a lot more sense. Yeah, now. so one's in How I Met Your Mother, and the, you confuse those two At, a lot. You, can you blame me? Right. Yeah. So, so, so Isla Sorna is site B, and so the real quick, the what happens is, of course, that the whole craziness goes on on the island, and no one re- is going to return there. But they found out, oh, there was this whole other island nearby that they were still like they were raising the dinosaurs to bring over to Isla Nublar. And so what happens is Ian Malcolm returns. He's the main character of two and his ex-wife or girlfriend or whatever she is played by Julianne Moore. She has returned to the Island at Hammond's behest. And uh, Malcolm is like, Oh my God, I got to go rescue her. Cause obviously it's not going to end well. He knows the situation. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. His wife wants, and he's got to, he's, he's Ian Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes that well i can't that's it show's over that's yeah. i can't say <laughs> anyway so the the second and third movies revolve around that site b now jurassic world the first one and of course this one and what's left of it jurassic world was built on top of jurassic park so they are back on isla nublar uh you see that's why you see the old visitor center in jurassic world the old gift shop the old merch you know the, all that stuff um so they went back and built on the original site and of course in this movie the place is decimated so the events of the first movie happened uh the park is destroyed the dinosaurs have been roaming free and and just tearing everything up now the the main problem i have with this franchise when we step away from the first film is the fact that people keep going back to these islands and it it's so frustrating the second movie malcolm is like going back to for his wife or girlfriend or what i can't remember what she is but it's like some plot device to justify it but in the first one they were tricked yeah he does yeah he does not want to go back to this island in the second one and because anyone in their right mind that almost died and gets chased by a t-rex whatever like you're not gonna go back like i can whatever you want to say you can argue it's a movie blah, blah blah but the fact that these people are willing to go back and then they're not suffering from some sort of ptsd like people that that had that stuff happen in the first movie are going to be a little messed up enough to at least be too scared to go back and that's post t-rex syndrome disorder yes that's exactly thank you so so that's the biggest problem i have the second one you can justify it malcolm has to go save her before it's too late okay but in the third one grant of all people grant who you know was always hesitant and then especially at the end like i'm not going to endorse your park he's not going back there right they trick him in like oh you're gonna be in a helicopter and it's a uh, william h macy uh and tia leone yeah they they, they isn't they, it bad i haven't seen this movie and i know no, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but they but they they trick him because they're like oh we just need someone to like survey the land or something and he ends up going they, they trick him but i still am hesitant to think that grant would ever even get near the place but whatever um so this happens you know the, they build the new park in jurassic world so i i guess i kind of get it obviously people are going to be greedy they want to exploit it i get the business part of it and everything seems to be going well but here we are three years later after all the crap that went down chris pratt's character um uh bryce Dallas howard's character you know running away from these dinosaurs like the fact that it's so easy in this movie uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is like an animal rights activist, but it's yeah. for dinos. It's a dino rights group. And, and uh, you know, they come to her with this thing of like, we're going to save these dinosaurs. There's an active volcano. If no one does anything, they're all extinct again. They're wiped out. Yeah, this is the part of the movie that I like. And I don't think it's I don't think they're wrong. I think there would certainly be people that wanted to save the d- dinosaurs. Yeah. But I was definitely on the side of like, well, they were already extinct. Yeah. So if they go extinct again, that's just nature self-correcting. Like this isn't this giant tragedy to well me. you're ian malcolm and that's and that's why I, I, and i'm, I'm yeah. also a heartless bastard well, but right. but i'm just like i'm like why why are we this upset about the dinosaurs going extinct look how we've gone hundreds of millions of years without dinosaurs I, we're gonna be okay now i i actually liked this because i thought it was realistic like you said there would be people like sure, this there so would be i actually really like that they even made this a plot point the problem i have with this is much like the other characters in the previous sequels the fact that bryce dallas howard would step foot on this island after the traumatic experience. The fact that Chris Pratt just is hanging out and he's like, "Yeah, I'll go back." Like, it's he so, at least puts up a fight. Yeah, like he, he like I I like that scene in the bar where you know he's like, yeah, "No, yeah, yeah. yeah we're not. <laughs> no thanks." But it's a pretty easy. Yeah, you're on the charter. 
like tomorrow morning. Well, he, it, it's, well he was convinced emotionally though too. Blue. For, because sure. of blue, yeah. You know, yeah. he wanted to go get his dog. I get it, but the point is, is this? It's it's getting a little hard to believe that yeah. people would return to either of these islands, and and we'll get to what happens in the end. And I like the direction they're going, yeah. regardless of how you feel of this film. <laughs> I like the direction they're going, where it does not appear that they. I mean, the, the I also like the plot device they used to get there. Yeah, but we'll get to that yeah. as well. So so three years later, and like I said, so so it ends up happening that Hammond, who I don't believe we've ever heard that he had a business partner with Jurassic Park, but yeah, I thought that was <laughs> I was like I don't know enough of the backstory but i was like well yeah. i'd remember james cromwell cromwell right. well he certainly wasn't no i so i don't know i've never like read deep into the the lore or if there's an extended whatever yeah. but uh, apparently john hammond had a business partner before jurassic park started and it was the business partner that helped him research the dinosaur genetics to to be able to create these animals and then something separated them but yeah. but now that Hammond is out of the picture you've got this this other character played by James James Cromwell right yeah. yeah yeah um you have him and and uh so he has now through his assistant uh not Dak Shepard I who is this guy do you know <laughs> um I, he looked he had a familiar face but I I couldn't place it yeah it's uh and now that you say not Dak Shepard. I mean, you know I, exactly yeah. who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Rafe, Rafe Spall? Yeah, I'm not familiar with his I work mean, at all. Yeah, I mean, he's been in movies I recognize, yeah. but I don't recognize. He looked familiar, and I thought when I clicked on his name, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. Yeah. So so he is pretty much this this old James Cromwell's character's right-hand man, and he's handling the estate and the finances and everything. And so he ends up meeting with Bryce Dallas Howard's character and and telling her, like, we want to we want to take all of these dinosaurs. We have another island set up. Sounds a lot like Isla Sorna, Site B. We have this other island. It's, it's self-sustaining. Oh, they're triplets. What? The, 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 the island? Oh. <laughs> well, at first, I thought you were going to talk about this plot point with the girl, no. and I'm like, cause I'm still trying to figure oh. that out, but okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's Isla, unknown Isla over here. But anyway, he's and don't try- tighten up that awkward silence when you edit this. Oh, I will <laughs> tighten up what I want. <laughs> so, so uh, she, he's convincing her to go back, and the way he does it is she's, a, she's working for this dinosaur rights group, and now he's saying we have a chance to... To, it's illegal, but we're going to go take a sampling of these dinosaurs and bring them over to this new island. They're going to live there and flourish, and that way they'll escape this active volcano. And they need her hand to access because right. it's all the biometrics. I was worried at first when they're like, we need to go collect dinosaur specimen samples, and we're going to need your hand. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Where are we? How? What sort oh of specimens are we collecting on the dinosaurs? Well, Tom, if you remember, if you recall from the first Jurassic Park, they're all female. It's getting sexier. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> After dark. Yeah. <laughs> so she agrees. And like Tom said, the, the the reason they need her in particular is that she was, of course, in charge of the park in the first movie. And so she has access to their system. And the main dinosaur they want to find, there's like, what, 11 different species. But the main one is Blue, right. the one that Chris Pratt's character, Owen, Owen Grady, trained. And so Blue is escaping them it can sense them from from a mile mile away away. they say with the scent and everything and so they need her to be able to track it down so they can get the drop on blue 
and uh and so she and then they said you know do you have someone that can help us get blue and clearly that is grady yep. and so she goes and she tries to find or she goes and finds him he's building a cabin in some remote location uh i think this could be the plot of the porn parody <laughs> looking to get blue <laughs> we need your hand and we also need to get blue same script would work fine. Yeah, I think. totally. Yeah. Did you think uh, when when they introduced or when they showed Bryce Dallas Howard for the first time how they started at her feet up? Yeah, showed the they, heel. they showed the heels. But did you also notice later when she's going to the island? There's a there's a solid shot of her walking off the chopper. I think it was a chopper. And uh, no, it wasn't that that plane. That little plane they were. In. Okay. There's a shot of her stepping on. Okay. There's a shot of her stepping off of the plane, and she's very clearly wearing. Like height, like boots, like yeah. military grade boot, like steel I, I didn't catch boots. that. It is yeah. clever. I like that they paid attention because her high heels were such a bone of contention. Like right. the fact that she ran away from a T Rex on high heels. Yeah, and uh, I like that they played it up. That was fun. But uh, it reminds me of uh, in Romancing the Stone. I don't know if you've ever seen. That I haven't. I've oh, always heard about it, but I've it's, never seen it's it. It's a good movie. It doesn't hold up as well as I as I would have liked. I watched it about a year Michael or two ago. Michael Douglas, Gina Davis. No, Michael or Douglas Michael? and Kathleen Turner back Kathleen. when she okay. was pretty hot, and uh, <laughs> and Danny DeVito. Um, wow. Yeah. How hot was he? Uh, <laughs> the same level of hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As he, as he is currently, <laughs> not as Kathleen Turner. I know. I, I got <laughs> so I just Yeah. It was an open-ended analogy. Sure. I wanted to close the and, loop. But you can take that for however, yeah. I mean, however hot you think he is now. It's the same. Yeah, he never yeah. hasn't gone downhill. He's yeah. consistent. There's yeah. points for that. So uh, I remember when Romancing the Stone came out, uh, the poster and everything, I was just like, this is just... Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark knockoff. Yeah, you know, I'm like, this is looks awful. And it had and a Drew Struzan poster, didn't yeah, it? Look like it, boy, it if least. it wasn't, yeah. it was really trying. And, and he looks like the 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 adventure. He's got the hat and the whole thing, you know. And uh, and I just was like, no thanks. And I I was on vacation with my mother, and we she's like, let's go see a movie. I'm like, okay. And we went to the theater, and it like the, I forget what the other movie showing was, but it was even worse oh. sounding. And so uh, and so I was like, OK, let's do Romance in the Stone. And it was just positively delightful. Wow, nice. But I bring that up because they're going through the jungles of, I think, South America. And uh, <coughs> um, and she has high heels on and, and they but they reference it. And I just think it's funny that like they address the issue better in like 1984 than they do today. And because yeah. there's a scene where he takes her he he grabs her and he takes her shoes off. And she's kind of scared of him. She doesn't know, like, get hit what his deal is, and she feels in over her her, her head. And he takes her. He's got this big machete, and he grabs her shoes, and he takes this giant machete, and he hacks off the heel of the shoes, and then he gives her the shoes back. I know they still would not be very effective outdoor shoes, but at least it like it ha- it it addressed it on some level. Yeah. So you know, and that this one didn't even bother. And I I also thought it would have been kind of a good a good nod to that movie because it's totally something that. Chris Pratt's character would have would gone. do yeah yeah you know oh, makes that makes sense uh, and so <clears throat> I should say the the movie starts off with they find the DNA from the Indominus Rex so at the end of the first movie that huge water creature it was in one of his gym socks yes that's, yeah. that's right <laughs> so so these guys are, are they go back to the island and they they have that for some ominous reason and so yeah. they're, they're we know something's up with them trying to get this uh, ultra you know the indominus rex can change colors and do whatever adapt to its surroundings so anyway uh 
Bryce Dallas Howard goes, finds Chris Pratt. He's hesitant. He's reluctant to go. Uh, there's some funny bits about them. Apparently, they were a thing. And then it's a question of who broke up with who. Right. And I, I thought this was pretty funny, this yeah. conversation. I, I like the scene in the bar a lot. Yeah. I also like the fact that um, this time the writers realized that Chris Pratt was in the movie. Because um, I felt like one of my biggest complaints uh, about the previous film was I don't think Chris Pratt's character was very engaging. Like I yeah. like he wasn't funny. Like Chris Pratt's a really funny guy, sure. and he can make little things funny. Well, I think it was because he was trying to be a badass. I think that's yeah. hard because this was like his chance to actually be not as goofy of a guy. Like this character has to be a cool well, badass. I, I, I get that they that they didn't. You know, he didn't want to just replicate Star-Lord, especially because right. Star-Lord isn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a spectrum, like he's not as dumb as Andy Dwyer. But, yeah. you know, um, but uh, but I felt like there was no humor in his character. And he's very charming when sure. he's funny. Yeah. And so I was glad to see that they I felt like they they worked that in without making him a copy of Star-Lord, you know, in the same way that like. You know, Harrison, Indiana Jones is not a carbon copy of Han Solo, of, of Han sure. Solo but like they're but you're drawn to similar aspects of sure. each character. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. And, so, yeah, they definitely played it up. Yeah, but it wasn't over the top. Like no. it was it wasn't like, OK, dial it back. Yeah. I don't need him to be wacky either. It fit the character. He was. Yeah. yeah, they didn't completely change it. But yeah, definitely gave him more to do. Uh, it was fun to learn about their relationship and a uh, nice little conversation here. But at, at the end, she tells him, I'm going back to the island. There's no way he wants to go. She says there's a chartered plane, so your name's on it. You know, show up, don't, whatever. I'm leaving yeah. tomorrow morning. So uh, it ends up the next morning. He wakes up. He's been sleeping in the plane, so he's good to go. Yeah. And and that's just the problem is I just don't feel like it took much convincing. I get sure. that there was motivation there, but again, no way in hell do I think that this that Bryce Dallas Howard would ever go back. I mean, he has more motivation than her to find Blue, who he's raised since it was a pup whatever you call it, baby yeah. dinosaur but yeah uh she i mean god to ever go back to that place. baby blue baby blue that's yeah. what yeah i i uh i don't disagree i'm also glad they didn't do what you're suggesting it's already 30 minutes into the movie at this point yeah. like i don't care like just get to the damn island yeah. like, we came to see dinosaurs so you somebody needs to start running from a dinosaur and they need to do it yeah. right effing now like i like i like at this point i was not on board with this movie like i like i was just like this is kind of a snooze fest like yeah. it it wakes up when they get to chris pratt like that's a great scene that's the scene in the bar is the first time in the movie where i was like oh hey this is this is engaging yeah. um i end up liking the movie a lot yeah but at this point i'm kind of like yeah yeah, you know. totally, totally. So, so you're not wrong from a storytelling standpoint, yeah. but from a given the people what they want standpoint, yeah. more killer, let's fill her, let's go. Yeah, so so they end up, they go to the island, and uh, th- we find, we they have a couple of assistants, you know, there's, they have, there's like uh, the stereotypical, like, nerdy, scared guy, uh, they give a strong female uh, character uh, to... Velma. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> she really looked like a young Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Ah, yeah, she did. Yeah. What was her name? Zia? Zia Rodriguez. Yeah. Yep. And so so they they bring along these two. uh, They both work in the dino, whatever, dino saving, dino rehabilitation, whatever. The activists, right? Yeah, I don't know what they're what the thing was called but their activism group so she pulls them in so it's it's this group of people but they find out when they get on the island that things aren't what they appear to be so it ends up that uh, not Dax Shepard ends up he's trying to collect these dinosaurs to sell and auction off to the highest bidder 
and uh, he has a, a flunky, a not Michael Rooker flunky that yeah. is is running around. Uh, I like this guy though, but you're not wrong. Yeah, uh, oh my God, I hated this guy. He's pretty ridiculous. I hated this guy by the end of the movie. I mean, I like. I mean, you're supposed you're you, supposed to like hate you him. hate him in the way the movie wants you to hate him, well, or and or I, you just didn't like him as an actor. I did not think he was good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, like, I have you to. Know, I, I, <laughs> I liked him more at the beginning. Yeah, but you know, um, yeah. I mean, at the end it got pretty well, ridiculous. Yeah. Like Running his, into the room and like, or I'm looking for my bonus. Yeah, like, his last God. line in the movie, other than screaming in agony, was like, "There's nobody around," and he's walking up to a dinosaur. Where's so and so? I want my yeah. bonus. Let me <laughs> let me just let let me say this and get this out of the way. I don't know if you guys agree with me here, but this movie looked good. The action was pretty cool. The the haunted house stuff was pretty scary. This is a terribly written movie. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Terrible. It's not a very, it's terrible. Not a very written movie, but I still like. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, it's written by it's written by Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic World and wrote that right, and one of the highest grossing opening movies. I think the highest opening domestic of all time, and the third biggest worldwide it was before a bunch of other stuff happened but uh i mean oh, yeah because it came out right before force awakens yeah, so, yeah. now force awakens i remember the time and, yeah, joking yeah. like for now for now exactly yeah. um so but this is written by colin trevorrow and Derek connelly so not as familiar with connelly but um i just the, the script is just bad i walked in with no expectations trying to just keep a level head and i still found myself disappointed yeah. by it i thought i guess because i i don't expect much from this franchise yeah and I I, and 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 what five movies in i don't know what you do either yeah like you yeah. know you know i mean not to be a dick but like it's no. like like the the first one's clearly the best and yeah. it's clearly yeah. the closest to an actual like this is a solid well-made film yeah and after it, it so i just didn't find like the this one to be smart like i want it to be smarter like the first one was a smart movie yeah well it's because right. michael crichton wrote it yeah, you know what right. i mean like michael crichton wrote, crichton wrote the book and he also got paid to adapt the screenplay you know and it's it's tough because he was a smart guy and wrote some great books and it, now you're you've got people that loved the first movie but they aren't michael crichton yeah. and you know and i'm not saying they've never done anything but the point is it's like they're trying to adapt his vision and it's getting more diluted as the series yeah. goes on I, I look at it like these are king kong movies and the first movie is king kong and the first movie is is a b movie elevated by just staggering artistry and breakthrough technology sure. we're in mighty joe young territory you're either in for the ride or you're not yeah. you know what i mean like so it's like i don't expect like i've i've already, i've checked my expectations but, but i'm not willing to accept that yeah. i want the first one again like yeah there, you, you i mean and i know you know this you can't tell me it's impossible to make another good one of these movies like it's out there yeah i i, I want that like they're and i think they're getting closer with this one though because mm. this is no because i think the first one is better i i think it's a more fun movie but from a filmmaking perspective yeah i think this guy gets the imagery i think like this is yeah a, there were some beautiful this shots is a in well-made this movie, movie. Yeah. i think he missed I, I think because of the script bogged it down uh and and made some things but frustrating but. i think the first one is still the original one is has some basis in reality sure right? yeah absolutely like yeah. it's it, it, because it's Crichton, and that's what he did yeah. right he took cutting edge, te edge technology and and he just and was like well this is what we could do with it in the next 10 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's what I told Kevin on the way home last night was that the, what I love about the first one in contrast to these is that it, it's realism and the fact that they're in their natural habitats and yeah. you know, they, the people get you know lost in the park, but in, what they've been trying to do is just each movie, you know, making bigger and bigger yeah. that dinosaurs. Ship, that to ship be, has you know, sailed. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, 
Like it's just that's it's turned into what Fast and Furious has turned into. Essentially, it, I mean, yeah. it's the progression. Yeah, I think that's a think fair about analogy. Fast and yeah. Furious was like a street racing movie mm-hmm. and a heist movie. Yeah, now it's the superhero movie. Right, Jurassic Park was a grounded realism, you know, biotechnology or whatever genetic engineering movie in the very real world. Now they're making hybrid dinosaurs that they can hunt based on lasers. And, <laughs> and I think right? your I think your next movie is just going to be a flat out monster yeah. movie i think it's going to be a flat like like it's going to be transformers with dinosaurs well and at, and at this point i'm ready for it though yeah because the thing is the fast and furious movies of course corrected they were trying to be serious but being ridiculous at first and now they've just, just gone full-blown ridiculous right. and owned it and they're better for it see i'm ready for jurassic park if you're not going to give me jurassic park the original give me fast eight or furious eight whatever that's called right fate right. of the fate. Yeah. give me that though like i we're in between somewhere we're at fast we're at fast five right now right of Jurassic. we're at Jurassic park five yeah <laughs> it literally is yeah. i mean it's what the fifth fast and furious was before it knew what it wanted to be and so i'm ready for it to get ridiculous because there are some moments in this movie that are flat out crazy bonkers and they're hilarious i laughed out loud and yeah. was like if you just gave me this type of stuff and it was this crazy and owned it i'd be completely yeah. on board it makes me wish there was an r-rated cut yeah. So they could amp up the gore. It could get really yeah. crazy. If this was a straight horror movie, I yeah. think they could have done some really neat stuff with it. Um, so anyway, they, they finally get to this island, and we see a lot of imagery of the volcano erupting, and they are on a race against time. But when they're out in, in the jungle and they finally find Blue, a bunch of the hunters of not Michael Rooker's guys come out, and they end up shooting with, with guns, not even just tranquilizers, which they do at first. But they well, it up- was like one rogue guy, because even not Michael Rooker was like, don't shoot it. No, no, right. they, they shoot it with a couple tranks. But yeah. then one guy ends up shooting it with a handgun. Yeah, because yeah. he jumped on him after the or Blue jumped the guy who shot the trinks, yeah. right? And then he shot him from below because he, I think, he freaked out. Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't even not even below. I mean, he shoots him like as he's coming towards him. Oh, like, really? I, I he, thought he got he tackled by out. Blue. And no, he he, sh- he freaks out. I think, and 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 I don't know. Either way, uh, and at this point, Chris Pratt gets mad, and then they trank Chris Pratt, and they <sighs> we basically find out that these are poachers. I liked when he got tranked. I yeah. forgot about that. I thought that I, was a that was a great uh, moment. Like I thought that was I and I like that's you know, I like when he got tranked, but yeah. then the aftermath of that I was kinda like it's kinda cringy. Like I question yeah. I, I, I do question whether or not the tranquilizer dosage for a huge dinosaur is the same as a human. I think that's fair. Um uh, but okay, sure. But I mean, they were also hunting a smaller dinosaur. True. It's pretty freaking big. Yeah. I mean it's big, I mean, yeah. Are those I the same size raptors from the original movies? They seem he looks smaller. I don't know. He's big, but that's I'm, again. Yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah, dinosaur yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I, I don't okay. disagree. But um, again, it's it's a, it's when a stuff like that happens. Yeah. But I know, and that's where you're at with it. But with me, yeah. when I saw him get shot with a tranquilizer of a dinosaur that's huge and probably weighs five times his weight, I'm just sure. like, God, don't do this, guys. Like you're making it more and more unbelievable. While you know. But anyway, so they take him out, and we find out they're poachers. They are trying to take these dinosaurs. He gets on the radio. He calls calls the guy, uh, not Dak Shepard back at home and he says you know we've got him and, and he says okay go and bring him back and, and uh, try to patch him up or whatnot meanwhile the the granddaughter the supposed granddaughter um of of the of Hammond's business partner is is listening and she's been hearing the stuff that he's talking about and knows that something's up so he uh Cromwell's in bed the whole time and so she kind of wanders this huge mansion we should mention this this guy has a setup Huge. like bigger than Hammond's mansion. Like this place is enormous. Puts Wayne Manor to shame. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it is huge. It is like a yeah. He castle. lives in a uh, night at the museum. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, he has basically a at museum. the end. I was like, this night at the museum sequel is crazy, <laughs> right? It, it, he literally 
has a museum yeah. on his like yeah. entry-level floor. It's a big dinosaur bones, huge, like, I don't know what dinosaur it was, but huge set of dinosaur bones. Like, yeah, I believe it was uh, David. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So uh, so me, so me, this little girl is starting to figure out that uh, her it's her uncle, actually, and, and that he is up to no good. And so he, uh, he meets with... Uh, What's that guy? Is he her uncle, like by marriage? Who? That's what I figured that he was like, or was uh, it just like a? Because I didn't get the feeling that he was a family member. Because he said he well, hired him out of college. No, I thought it was. Why would he take over the guy's estate? Because I'm like, once he dies, the jig's up. But if he's the uncle, well, he inherits. I, but he said the guy found him in college. I thought it was just like the way, like if you're really close with your next door neighbor, you call him uncle. Okay, because because be. uh, he says the guy found me in college when I was. Uh, what do you say? He's like when I was. Young and idealistic I'm neither of those things now Oh that's and, interesting And so um, I think it was like He's managing the estate And so that means He's going to manage her Well that's that's even worse I also have a more sadistic okay. A more sadistic theory on that But see that makes it even worse for me then Because I'm like He needs to make sure no one knows this guy's dead Because the sooner Cromwell's character is discovered then like you don't live at that mansion like he's not gonna inherit it he's not a family you know what I mean like I, I don't know I just but was, if he's in charge of the 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 board the organization the trust or whatever yeah that if he's in charge of that my guess is that's probably already been put in the I mean I, I don't know their business plan sure. but like I would think that something of that size is probably technically owned by the organization so it can okay. continue to you know because it's like he wants this guy to continue his mission okay after he dies this is how i interpret yeah, it yeah. I, I know i always give you trouble about writing the script for him yeah. but like that, that that was how okay. i interpreted it is that is that you know he he's supposed to continue that makes sense their the goal saving the dinosaurs yeah. what, what cromwell's character thinks right is use, that they're going use to use these resources right. to continue my life's work which yeah. is Saving these dinosaurs and genetic exploration, okay, blah blah blah. And uh, if we can spoil something that comes up later, I guess sure. at this point, go yeah. for it. So you find out that the girl isn't, it isn't uh, real. Isn't like, she's, like she, she's a clone. She's a clone of his actual daughter and not his granddaughter. Right. And I will say I hate this entire storyline. Oh, this I, is the most yep. useless storyline with no payoff. It does. They build a, it up and then it's just. It doesn't I, have a payoff, oh. and and I, I and I thought the payoff. Well, I thought the payoff was going to be that she was part dinosaur. That is what, That's I what thought he thought. Were, that especially is. at the end where they zoom in on her eye, and I, and I was like, are they going to do the like go to the, the weird thing with the dinosaur? I eyes? turned to Brad half hour in, yeah, and when they, when I saw him in the creepy lab underground, yeah. and I'm like, please tell me they're well, not and, human hybrid dinosaurs, and please. Yeah. They show her kind of like running extra fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like then the there were times beginning. later where she was, I thought, wasn't running fast enough. Well, when the she spoiler was, yeah. is, is that she was genetically modified using the same technology they right. used to bring dinosaurs back. So that, that should be a bigger deal. They just touch it once well, in the movie, and, and then and like, my kind of sadistic twist. What what I like when you were like, well, he can't, he he wouldn't inherit yeah. her, right? Because she would, you know, she would go to somebody else. Right. But he would, because she's a project. She's a She's a yeah. she's not a person oh. like legally like he could make the argument she's not a person we created her and she's the property of 
this organization. So let me ask you this. So the initially, what I thought, I, you of course knew something was up. That's a sure. red herring. That that she she goes, do I look like my mother? Okay, why right. would you? And not then they would know, never. Why would you? Why not? would you not know that? Like, yeah, like how, like you're not going to show you're the kid pictures gonna, yeah, of her mother. So that was crazy, and you knew something was up. James Cromwell hides the picture when she's yeah. trying to look at it. But what I don't understand now that we're spoiling this, when she finally does look at the picture, there's two people in it. I don't. I think I, the other person. Was the the nanny lady, but younger? But they looked. But they alike. looked alike. Yeah. They looked like they were twins. Because I'm like, were there two twins and one died? Were was the nanny an accelerated twin, meaning that they got the cloning wrong and she aged super fast? But it is her. She's the original. But the, but the I don't I don't understand the question. The the nanny lady was I took it is like that's the nanny. She's just younger. But she yeah, looked. Ex- but they it, did look alike. She, but the way I I feel like. Without deep diving into a big theory like that, yeah. which could be fun, but what Tom's saying is that like that was the nanny with, with the, the girl's mother with the as gr- a girl, with, as with a, yeah, the original, not oh, the zero, the yeah. mother. Okay, with the mother. So the yeah. but they also looked alike. Like what yeah, I mean is they, they threw did. in this convoluted plot line that like I didn't who, even understand. Who looked alike? The in two the, girls in the, in the photo. They looked similar to me. Like I was well, like, because she's a clone of that girl. No, 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 not the girl herself, but the two girls in the photo looked yeah, kind of like they the were sisters. Oh, like the, the the what I think is the nanny yeah. and yeah, the yeah, yeah. girl looked alike. So yes. I'm yeah. sitting here trying to figure out this convoluted plot line that doesn't pay off. Like yeah. I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? The reveal didn't do anything for me because I'm like, who the hell are these people? I didn't know I, that I was the nanny and the mom. Like that, what? Yeah, I, I agree. It was so not an. Ob- it was clearly meant to be a reveal, yeah. and it wasn't an obvious then, one because I had the same moment of like, what are we doing? Like, and I just thought like, is it just two actresses that look alike, or did they did they cast the yeah. a, a, a similar and looking a re- actress? When you do a reveal, yeah. you need big. people to go. Oh, like oh my god! And this I'm like, is, what? this is why it's called a reveal. Yes, exactly. So it was very frustrating in the fact that there was no payoff. No payoff whatsoever for it's human like, cloning. It's and- like okay, whatever. But anyway, so so she's on to the quote unquote uncle the entire time, and so we go back. Uh, Chris Pratt wakes up from being tranked. Uh, meanwhile, the- there's a nice scene with the lava. Is the lava? I I liked it. Yeah. Do you know Again. when you get close that close to lava that you burst into flames? Probably, but I don't I, care. It was next to his hand. <laughs> yeah. he, it almost looked like he pulled. He it almost off looked of like he it. touched it. Yeah, oh. like it was. <laughs> It's it was again, funny seeing care. him move oh. the way he did, yeah. but like the entire time I'm sitting there, like almost face palming. Like I can't believe this you is can a tell, scene. Like I love Jurassic Park yeah. and more grounded it's realism. Just cheap it's just drama or cheap. Like I mean, I'm all for action movies, but lava in this world doesn't work differently than lava does. Like when lava's next to things, they combust. It is so hot. That I don't know, how many movies do you see where like the gas tank is leaking and they throw a lit cigarette at it and it explodes? Like that's. Okay, that's I not gonna happen. It was frustrating, and yeah. I wanted to like the movie. I'm not a Jurassic yeah. World hater, yeah. so anyway, so he does escape, and and it is kind of like a, a funny moment where he's his body's asleep, but the lava's coming, and so he's rolling over, and he eventually is able to pull his leg over a log and get away from the stuff or whatnot. Uh, meanwhile, the the assistant uh, doctor is trying to save Blue, uh, the kid, and then uh, the the nerdy kid that's scared of everything which i really like that guy he was really he funny. was funny like that kid was awesome he was the audience not the it crowd yeah not, yeah <laughs> yes uh he was really funny i thought he was great he was great as kind of like an audience uh placeholder i think that's justice smith uh who who played this character franklin he's uh he's scared of everything they they go back to him like when they're going to the island he's his name was on- franklin his name was Franklin. I just didn't click for me at the time. No, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So the, I the, didn't. The sole black character in Peanuts is named Franklin. <laughs> oh, 
So for whatever that's worth. Yeah, well, there you go. So, uh, you know, he you see him putting on bug spray. You see him asking, is the T-Rex around? He's really scared of it. Like, he's just this nerdy, really scared kid. Like, But he was the audience embodiment for me because, like, I would be freaked out on an island of dinosaurs. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I would be scared to death if there was a T-Rex. Like, not in cages. Like, in the first movie, at least you think they're... Right. You know? you, sure. You're still operating under the illusion that, like, they they've got their yeah. their their act together. This kid is going to an island that destroyed a multi billion dollar theme park. Yeah, and facing those animals that did it. Like I uh, again, you question whatever, but he's there, and it would freak you out. So I liked this character. I thought he was very relatable. Uh, but he's locked up with uh, uh, Claire. Bryce Dallas Howard's character and they are in the control room and they've been locked in and so this guy uh, the not Rooker character has locked them in he's basically leaving them to die they have all the dinosaurs they need and and uh, they there's a really good escape scene here because they're looking down a tunnel and a big dinosaur starts yeah. coming it's not a t-rex but it's I something like, it was, they effectively shot it too with with the light flickering so you can I see it coming this. a little so, bit so yeah so this this director i want to talk about this real quick and so uh this director has made a lot of different genre films so his name is j.a bayona and he did um he did the uh, a monster calls i don't know if you saw that one but 2016 I don't think so um that was really good i mean beautiful imagery in that one and and uh just very fantasy like imagery um, but he directed that one uh, he also directed a movie the orphanage so a more i did see the uh, orphanage a, a terror del Toro, type right? uh, uh he produced it yeah yeah it was a. Uh, it was uh, produced by Del Toro uh, oh, okay. and directed by no, because he directed it. Bayona directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. It was produced by Del Toro. Uh, real quick story: Jay Bayona actually took a job as a journalist, and the reason he did that was so he could inter- interview directors. He wanted to be a filmmaker. Oh wow! And so he interviewed Del Toro, and Del Toro was so impressed with Bayona that he produced his movie, The Orphanage. Oh wow! But The Orphanage is a very creepy horror-esque type movie i mean it's not straight horror but it's a, a you know dark drama yeah, fantasy yeah. type movie and so he's done that movie which you see a lot of influence in this one this movie's really like an amalgamation of those of, of, the, of the three the, movies he's directed it is it's, the, it's the other movie is the impossible and, and that's the one which the, is just amazing really? it's such a great movie like it, it like it they it came out they kind of positioned it as this art house movie because it's like uh what a what is it a, a tsunami like hit it's based on a true story there's some whitewashing because it's really i think a mexican family and it's ewan mcgregor and naomi campbell and, okay. and a and a very young tom holland and uh, um <laughs> but uh a family is separated by a tsunami in this is it i forget where like thailand or something okay. you know and they're trying to get back together like they it's just it's just chaos in really? this country and it sounds like it would be one of these like eat your vegetables like kind of movies and it is a just thrilling riveting story the 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 for want of a better term action scenes yeah. are just amazing like in the the kids are great in it i mean and tom holland is you know obviously we know now yeah, really good but you didn't know that when you're watching it in 2012 and it like it Not just unless you saw billy elliot in well, the uk yeah <laughs> but it just it kind of came and went and i think she got nominated for an not an oscar but maybe she got nominated for an oscar but she got a golden globe at least yeah um but uh 
Wow. But it just didn't get a lot of attention, and it's like really good. I'm gonna have to check it out. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, it, like Tom said, it's an amalgam of of these three movies, and so you get some really stunning imagery. And I think you know the a monster calls. You get the, with the dinosaurs in this one are are getting to be genetically modified, and they're getting so monster like in the traditional sense, like a monster movie would have. Sure. And so you know you get that, and you get the really dark haunted house stuff. The second half of the movie, which is my favorite part. Um, and so yeah, it's, he's a definitely a talented director for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, that's the story with him. But uh, back on the island, uh, so that that shot, I love it. Yeah. So, so the lava is flickering, and you see the dinosaur in the background. I thought that was a, a, a terrifying shot and really effective. Yeah. But it chases the two of them, and they escape on a, in a hatch, and really good action escape yep. scene here. They narrowly escape the lava. Um, but narrowly escape the dinosaur. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Right. All. I of like it. where the ladder. Drops on yeah. like that was that was a yeah, funny that was funny that, that, that was earned good. I really like that um, so but they end up going uh, through a field and all the dinosaurs the the volcanoes erupting you know Chris Pratt makes it back and they all end up running through this field very very reminiscent of some scenes in the original movie kind of an homage I think but running with the dinosaurs sure, behind yeah. them and everything and I think that people the gyroscopes were a big hit and so yeah. they wanted or whatever they were called yeah. and uh, and so I think they wanted to. An excuse to bring them back. Although honestly, that that this is my favorite scene when it goes off the cliff yeah. and into the water. Yeah, like that scene is just top. Yeah, notch. yeah. And there's some really great imagery there. So they they run and all the dinosaurs are there and they get to this cliff and they they have to, have to. There's jump. nowhere else to go. Dinosaurs are jumping and falling in the water. The the gyros gyroscope gyrosphere goes into the water. Um, and Chris Pratt gets sucked. I mean, this is straight out of Mission Impossible. It's yeah. that scene with Chris. Yeah. Chris Pratt's running just like Tom Cruise with dust enveloping yeah, like yeah. same shot um, but he ends up in the water too and they are trying to get out uh, the water starting to leak in they're running out of air they're going to drown Chris Pratt uh, shoots a handgun underwater it was I so yeah. intense like, I was yeah. like I don't know that <laughs> that, that would that's, work he, tell, he tells him to get out of the way he shoots a few bullets yeah. and it yeah. doesn't work I kind of chuckle Again, but at the same time I was like <gasps> but I'm like I guess if the gun has only been underwater for just, a second just pry open the door work. like you end up doing I get there trying to build yeah. that yeah. but it's like ugh. so anyway he shoots a couple holes it doesn't work he goes away where's he going he comes back and he has a knife and he pries it open They all did ass- he go away to get a knife I thought he went away to get air no I didn't say he went away and then he comes back with a knife when you said he came back with a knife it yeah. sounds like you went and fetched one <laughs> no, no, I was no, like, no 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 I don't think that's no, what he did oh no yeah. just, just expediting trying so he comes back and saves them and this is another really beautiful shot yeah. they're swimming up and there's lighting going down the middle mm-hmm. and you see them going to the surface I thought it was fantastic but they end up stumbling upon a camp and they see a ton of trucks and and this is pretty much straight out of Jurassic Park 2. This movie is very similar. But in Jurassic Park 2, they're trying to capture these dinosaurs and bring them back to the States. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same plot, which is weird that this is Jurassic World 2. But anyway, so they've, they've found, they find that these people, these poachers, have been already gathering all the dinosaurs they need. They only needed them for blue. And yeah. so they're flying them all to this cargo ship and into their own little containers. And so they end up sneaking aboard. There's another good action kind of scene <laughs> with the truck here. They sneak aboard by driving that Jeep right into the water right yeah it's, you know and she's shifting it's really dramatic and yeah. all that i know i love when when she uh when she's like uh she kind of jumps and then it lands and then they cut to her like 
and then uh, and she and she like pushes down on the gas pedal. I'm like, wouldn't would you have ever lifted up on the gas pedal? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I, d- driving dramatic driving scenes are yeah. hilarious when you think about them. Yeah, like if you shift that hard, your shifter's gonna break. Like no one shifts that hard. <laughs> like shifters are pretty easy. You just put them where they need to go. Yeah. Like, I drive a manual, and you know I know trucks are a little harder, but still, like she shifts it with all her might. It's so dramatic. It's just yeah. funny. It's movies. But they get onto to the the tanker, and so they eventually infiltrate to where blue is and they, they find their teammate and uh, the the whole point is they're going to try to you know save these dinosaurs but they've got guys walking all around them and one of them wants to get a, a blood sample of the the raptor of blue and so they end up having to like do this funny sneak around thing and i i think blue's hemorrhaging right and so they they have to go and find this is a part i didn't get but they, they had have, to, they have fi- to find a dinosaur that has either two or three fingers i guess because it's like it's like i think the genetic and yeah the like, genetic makeup i think they were trying to say is the same between like he said he wanted a carnivore preferably with like two or three fingers yeah so they, they went trying to find something close in the same so uh, they went to the T Rex. Yeah, okay. I don't, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if that's how DNA works, but okay. So they end well, up. I, they I, do because they're the ones that, that made them. Don't, don't animals have different blood types too? I just assume that they did. I don't know. I, it may Maybe. be genetic. If it's genetic, I feel I guess like you though, that's it true. They could have. They could have built yeah. these dinosaurs to all have the same blood type. I get it. Yeah. It just doesn't sound logical, but it is yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and this is probably one of my favorite parts of the scene of the movie as them in the cage with the T Rex. This is a good scene. This is fantastic. Fantastic. So, so the the T Rex, the huge T Rex, which I'm guessing is the female T Rex from the first movie. She saves the day in Jurassic World. Yeah. I keep thinking this is the same one. That, yeah. That they, I mean, has why there ever been? It? Has there ever been another T Rex in the franchise? In the in, no, in I two, I think she signed two, a four picture deal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Now in Jurassic Park two, there are different T Rexes. Okay. Now, there's a couple I don't remember. and a baby, but but we know that Rexy, the T-Rex from the first one saves the day in world, which is really yeah. cool. And if this isn't her, then she died off screen on the Island. So that would be weird. It's not a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, so it's cool. So it's this T-Rex and she's sleeping she's tranked out. And Chris Pratt's like, yeah, just, just come on over here and take the blood. She's asleep. And it was a really funny scene. Uh, she and, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard ends up not being able to get to where Chris Pratt is because the T-Rex moves its head. And so he's like, just ride it like a bull and has to like straddle over the top. And when she finally does it, she just sits there yeah. and he's like, that was great or whatever. He's like, it's just really awkward <laughs> yeah. and funny. I love it. And I think there's a practical T-Rex here. Like the way they were interacting with it. I guess it yeah, I guess it would almost have to be. I mean, and it looked great. Yeah. And so, I in lo- that final stunt when he jumps out he has to jump like yeah. through its jumping mouth like clearly yeah. some cg there yeah. but this whole scene seemed really practical yeah. it looked really good uh, and really funny so they end up poking I, I i really like how they figured out new ways to make the dinosaurs menacing like yeah. instead of it always being them running from dinosaurs it's like they're trapped in tight spaces yeah. with sure. dinosaurs yeah. and like they're you know like they they like and I know, I know that there's that famous scene in the first one where they're in like the kitchen or whatever, yeah, sure. which is a great scene. Oh, but like, amazing. I don't yeah. feel like the movie has gone back to that very no, very and often. That's, so yeah, that's what this movie made me feel claustrophobic, like right. the first one did. Yeah. I got to give it a lot of credit for that because the movies keep getting bigger and bigger, like Brad said, and we've lost that. What is it like to be trapped in a small space where you can't escape from a monster? These right. dinosaurs are these. It's, it's. I mean, those scenes, like the kitchen scene in the first one, are horror scenes. Right. They're yeah. straight up horror. It's yep. Spielberg, but that's horror. Yeah, and I think that's what I what I why I reacted so positively to the film because I was just like, this isn't the same movie I've seen a million yeah, times. Yeah, like they're they are doing something. I won't say entirely new, but. But something that we don't get a lot of. Yeah. And so 
I, you know, I, and I was, I, en- I enjoyed yeah. it. And, and can we say, uh, before we get off this boat, the most heartbreaking scene in this entire movie mm-hmm. is when they leave a brachiosaur on the dock to Just be swallowed by volcano and, and lava. Like, for some reason, you know, it's all CG, but it's very sad. The noises it makes the like a, yeah, a whimpering dog. And, yeah. and, I mean, so it's so sad. They pull away when they finally escape and there's this brachiosaur, which is it's alone the first, on the dock. It's the first dinosaur you see in this movie. It's the first dinosaur they see in Jurassic Park, which yep. was a nice little homage. Yeah. And then it's the one that they leave on the island, which I don't think will ever go back to this island. Yeah. Never say never. But it's like the first and the last dinosaur right. it's a nice touch yeah but yeah it's it's a very sad heart-wrenching moment from a cg character yeah for uh, sure but they get the blood finally it's a funny moment they transfuse it into blue uh which has which is enough to keep blue alive and then they they dock they end up in the states now i another thing i know it's probably petty but a cargo container this big coming from a different country how do they unload a bunch of dinosaurs without customs inspections without anyone stopping them like yeah <laughs> they're coming from a foreign country into the states yeah, that's fair. So anyway, but we forget that, and they're able to just willy-nilly come into the dock, and they unload all the trucks, and uh, they just take one of the trucks, yeah. which is interesting. Uh, and uh, they Yeah, I was like, was there no one assigned so that, to drive yeah. this truck? <laughs> that's a, you know, and I keep finding these plottles, and I'm telling you, I'm sorry, guys, I don't want to do it. Like, but give, it's like, us a, give us a four-second scene of uh, you knocking out the guy who's supposed yes, to drive the truck. Because I'm yeah. thinking, like, okay, when they all drove their trucks onto the boat, right. wouldn't those same drivers take that truck yeah. and be assigned it? They just go, oh, all trucks are taken. I'll ride with you now. Like, it's just yeah. a weird... Anyway, so they take this truck... No one notices. Now Michael Rooker is not a very good project manager. No, he no. is not. He is not. Uh, and also not Robert De Niro. He looked a lot like Robert De Niro in scenes. <laughs> and like, a weird uh, hobby, too, of wanting to make a necklace. Because you well, see him throughout the movie. Out yeah. of, like, well, because he's... Oh, and I think he's maybe was, I guess, for himself. And then also maybe he would sell some. Like, I'm doing this job, but I'm yeah. also going to sell them. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, where are they going? Where are they taking these dinosaurs? Now they're back in the States. They've lied about Island C or whatever. And they end up driving back to the huge mansion. And so what we learn and, and what we see when we flash back and forth with Not Dak Shepard is that there's an entire research facility, a huge underground facility. And that's where apparently all the genetic testing and everything was made before the first park. Yeah. And so they've still kept this research facility alive. We see B.D. Wong is back, yeah. uh, who's was in the first Jurassic Park movie. And, of course, in the last one, he was a kind of an ominous character. We didn't, sure. His intentions were, were bad. And uh, we find now that he is in charge of making this super genetically modified Indominus Rex, which is why they needed the DNA in the beginning, and a a Blue, the raptor yeah. from Blue's you know, ultra awesome. From Blue's Clues. Blue's, Blue's Clues, Clues, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Steve was in this movie, now that would be the... <laughs> but, yeah, so so that is the, the, you know, their main goal is to sell these dinosaurs, but also this perfect genetic army, you know, weapon that they can sell. Right. Is the, you know, it all comes down to weapons and... Yeah, and the business model on this is admittedly confusing. Like, are people chomping at the bit? Like, I need uh, an army of dinosaurs to go fight a war. Yeah. What, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure. The first sure. one, they... they they there's, put up for bid is a walking tank. You know, yeah. Like, they're so like, how about just a tank? Yeah. <laughs> there's buy, buy a goddamn I'll tank. I'll tell you what, a tank is going to take out your walking yeah. tank can, any day. And you can control a tank. You, you know how many tanks you can get for that much money? Yeah. Like yeah. a lot. A lot, well, a lot of tanks. Tanks are expensive. But the the point is, it, it's a li- it gets into murky waters here because 
the logistics. What are these guys going to do with these dinosaurs? They're also selling them for a very low amount yeah. of money. I thought the prices seemed to, a little... $4 million, four to $10 million dollars for, a dinosaur for a dinosaur seemed a little light. Because Devin pointed out last night um, that like he's, he was in Las Vegas just last week and he saw a motorcycle go for like, what, 20 $10 or million. $10 million. Yeah. And this he saw a, dinosaurs go for less four, in this right. show <laughs> or and in this movie. So I, I again, this is the writing though. I mean, Jay, yeah. Jay Boyana makes a, a beautiful looking film. He makes a you know scary, a thriller film good action all this stuff but this rioting is so bad it it makes but us here's the deal the, the, as soon as they show you like we're gonna have this giant auction for the dinosaurs here's a room full of dinosaur fodder I mean, like, as soon as yeah. I saw a room full of people, I'm like, oh, every one of you MFers are yeah. dying. <laughs> you are all getting eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. Make your peace with it now. You will not be in Jurassic World Risen Kingdom. <laughs> Absolutely. They better not rise this kingdom. Uh, but anyway, so so there, so this movie then for the second half turns into a haunted house film. And yeah. I love this part. I do, too. Uh, I, there's bad writing there's bad things about it but for the Don't most care. part that but the tone <laughs> the, the the visuals the yeah. feel of it i mean it the, is a spooky, action set pieces it, it, it really is creepy there's and like some legitimately solid jump scares yeah, and like it's, it's, it's creepy yeah. and it's weird uh we see blue run it's, away from that's ex- what i like the most about it is that it's weird it's a weird movie yeah Blue runs away from an explosion and jumps with it behind it. <laughs> that was awful. Like the, it was but like I, it, it was like sped up like Benny Hill. Like but, I but, thought they were gonna play yakety sax. But in his defense, I laughed out loud. It was like I I can't say if I liked it or not because yeah. it was so crazy. Like it it was weird and like that's the problem I had was the first movie. It took so long to get here and get crazy and weird and all that. Yeah. Where it's like I want them to go. That was a Fast and Furious 8 movie right. moment, right? And so anyway, there's some crazy stuff, but I love everything that goes down. So the whole thing is the auction's going on. Meanwhile, the little girl is running around trying to escape these people. Not Dax Shepard locked her in her bedroom. Yeah. Meanwhile, he smothers James Cromwell with a pillow so right. we can just get rid of the guy and do Called his... Called it. Do his, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, when he saw the pillow, he's like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's out. Uh, so, there, so she's sneaking around trying to I love to run. the fact that when the little girl runs into her bedroom, she hides under her covers. Yeah. It's such a realistic little girl. Yeah, I really like that. No, it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so so she's running away from them. It's kind of like a Home Alone situation, I feel like, except yeah. less traps. And uh, Claire and Owen are trying to escape. They've locked them. Once they find them again, sneaking around, they lock them into a prison cell. Yeah. And the way they're busted out is by a, a this hammer-headed, hard yeah. little dinosaur that's like the comic relief that like it has this personality of his yeah. own. Again, it's so weird and ridiculous. But, he, but Owen whistles, and this dinosaur dinosaur little by little breaks the brick wall yep. and then he does the like like a bull trainer guy or right. whatever like where he like whistles and the thing charges him and he moves out of the way and it busts them out of the cage uh so they're trying to escape and the little girl's running away and they end up meeting up together uh and eventually they go upstairs and and the the Adominus Rex ends up getting loose for these this stupid reason. So the little hard headed dinosaur takes out all the people in the room, like Tom was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and they're he's chuck. You see yeah, people that, flying yeah, through funny. the air, physically like impossible, completely ridiculous. Yeah, like again, but great. It's it is. That's the thing. Don't it's, care. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> own it. Do the whole thing. Yeah. Yes, I like it. So uh, all the people have been evacuated, and they're trying to get them all out of the the building. But the not Rooker is still walking around, and this is when he comes in with that ridiculous line where he's like hey well, I want my bonus I want my bonus and then he's, <laughs> I want my two dollars yeah and he says and he says what what are you I didn't see you on the manifest and so this yeah. this guy is one of these guys that will just trank whatever and laugh at it and so he, he gives the Indominus 
Indoraptor. Sorry, it's the combination. He gives the Indoraptor two tranks, and the thing looks like it's asleep. So he opens up the cage. He goes over to it and, you know, nudges it or whatever. And he's like, oh, these teeth look good on my necklace. And, and, and meanwhile, this is, a, this is, again, a really funny, ridiculous scene for this dinosaur. But it, it like, opens its eye yeah, and it's, moves its tail. And then he looks at the tail and it puts it down real quick. Yeah, like, it, was like, it was like Drax looking at Baby Groot. Like, yeah. when he'd stop yeah. dancing. Like, it was. He's uh, playing dino possum. Yeah. He is. And then so then, you know, the guy ends up seeing the tail and it opens its eyes and it kills him, you know big surprise here uh but now i wasn't surprised no but then the, <laughs> for pg-13 for ostensibly a kid's it's movie pretty he bloody. bites off his arm yeah. i mean there's it's, no blood but yeah the, there is blood a very the dinosaur's little. mouth is full of blood yeah. And yeah. i mean it's not gratuitous but yeah. it's there and it is it pushes pg-13 i will say right now if you're thinking of bringing like your little kids this is not a kid's movie yeah it's not yeah, a movie where not. it's like oh they'll be fine like whatever i mean this is scary and especially if your little kids are pussies <laughs> um, I should mention the auctioneer the worst auctioneer ever that can't even you know he doesn't speak fast or anything but yeah. Toby Jones yeah. I love him I do too he's I good think, in the role but like, I honestly think his uh, portrayal of Truman Capote yeah. was better than Philip's. Hoffman yeah it's just yeah. Hoffman was in the better movie yeah, yeah. that's true uh, but anyway, so Toby Jones ends up, he's he's been hiding behind his podium the whole time, and he's trying... And also, man, poor Toby Jones. Like, that dude was built in a lab to play Truman Capote. And <laughs> yeah. Then, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman swoops in and steals his role of a lifetime. Yeah. Like, you poor son of Do a Do you bitch. think Lockwood, James Cromwell's character, created him to I think play he might, Truman very Capote? Might well, yeah, <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> So uh, he's 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 he was the little girl's only relative, and he's dead. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so he he goes to the elevator, and this is another little just like a physical comedy scene where there's other people in the elevator. Should be quiet. And then this the, this girl gets pushed out to the center, and she sees the Indoraptor and screams. It comes <laughs> the after them. Was good, yeah. uh, and it closes real fast. But when the Indoraptor turns around, it it hits the door panel for the elevator. Yeah. It opens the doors, which is funny. And and Toby Jones is no more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there, the one, now that this thing's free, probably one of the creepiest thrilling parts of this movie, uh, especially when they get into this mansion is downstairs where the museum is the, our, our main group of characters is walking around this museum and there's a lot of creepy imagery because it's kind of dark and ominous even before they turn the lights out and there's and real there's, dinosaur there, looking. Yeah. There's other dinosaur models in there. Yeah. It's like the natural history museum in New York. It's like one of the, yeah. or it's night at the museum. Yeah. Or the Smithsonian. Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, and so you have all these like life-size dioramas of dinosaurs. Yeah. So like, it's also hard to tell when you're seeing a dinosaur and when you're yeah. seeing a model and, and you it's know, a like, spooky scene. Yeah, and in real well life, done. you would be like, I mean, you would be creeped out at every yeah. corner. So they're walking around with all this stuff and the Indoraptor comes in. It's just a really good scene. Yeah. It's nothing to describe, but I mean, just watch it. It's a really good uh, little spooky scene. It's chasing them around. Uh, they end up getting away from it. And then it turns into this, probably the weirdest creepiest imagery of the entire movie is this indoraptor once the girl runs away and goes runs under her covers like tom said this thing climbs up the mansion onto the roof like howls at the moon yeah and then the camera follows it and it upside down creepily unlocks her door like into the window yeah. of, of of her porch or whatever that goes off the of her bedroom mm -hmm. and opens the thing like it's a really weird creepy unsettling imagery right. and and it's so is it's so strange for these movies but it was really neat looking yeah. how the camera went around and in this we keep saying it's like a fast and furious movie in the same way the fast and furious had a had a a seven mile runway yeah this girl has like 
a six acre bedroom for these dinosaurs <laughs> to fight in. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. They gave this kid the biggest room in the mansion. She's got the suite. I think yeah, yeah, she's she got, got the, the whole, master bed. Yeah, she's got the, the honeymoon suite up in the top floor. But uh, so yeah, she's the thing ends up getting in there and then Chris Pratt comes in and saves the day and he's the dinosaur has him dead to rights and right before he's about to attack it at Chris Pratt against the wall, Blue comes and saves the day. Uh, it, then they have this huge throwdown, smashing fight, which is just yeah. just just goofy, crazy monster yeah. fun, like Tom said. But isn't that what happened in the last one as well? Blue came in and saved the day before the T Rex, and like I was expecting, you know, just with the build up that here comes Blue to save the yeah, day. No, like, Blue, it, is I mean, a, Blue is a Deus Ex Machina machine. I mean, it, yeah. they 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 have a problem. Machina means machine. You well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I meant device. You're right. You're right. You're right. It, you also true. use an ATM machine with your with your PIN number. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I understand. Thank you. Uh, so yes, Blue gets it's it's a Swiss Army dinosaur. Whatever yeah. they need to get out of, Blue saves the day. Blue is the hero of these movies, these new ones. Sure. And uh, so they end up escaping out the bedroom. Like that's how the little girl got away when she was locked in there. And so we see Owen and the little girl escaping, and and it's raining out, so it's terrifying because. Sure. Not not only is she on the top of this man- mansion, but they're on the slick ledges. And yeah, oh yeah, when they climb on the ledges, that's yeah. a great scene. And then then they end up on the top of like a of a like not a greenhouse, but like a glass yeah, yeah. ceiling type of mm-hmm. thing. It's got like, a big skylight. The kind of thing Batman always busts yeah. through. Yeah, right. The, there's a big skylight. So now this so is it's kinda, above the museum. Well, that's what's kind of confusing to me is because it seemed like the museum was entry level. She's on like the fiftieth floor of this. I mean, she's way up <laughs> yeah, on this mansion. Really yeah. But the window goes down to the museum, so I guess I don't really understand the layout. But uh, well, I guess you figure roof, even if right? it's on the ground level. Well, and they the, the house is kind of layered. Maybe it's on the back part. Or yeah, so. the museum also, is at least two levels. You figure the museum's yeah. got to be high if it's got life size dinosaurs in it. Like, okay. yeah. it just can't just be a one yeah, story. Yeah, it might have been a bigger drop. So we saw her earlier on in the movie ceilings. with it, running around like another floor. Oh, that's in right, the right. Museum, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we know it's at least two floors. Yeah, definitely. Anyway. It was like a balcony that ran the yeah. rim. Yeah. 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 So so uh and meanwhile down in the museum Bryce Dallas Howard was injured by the the Indoraptor took its big yeah, claw just, and punctured her leg. Yeah. So she's down Such there. A dick. I know. She's down there with the tree stump so it's like, you know, she's kind of out of commission for right now and Owen and the girl go across. They're they're on this balance beam style um across the big skylight and they get to the other end and here comes the Indoraptor. Um I guess it you know, knocked out blue or whatever for now. And it's chasing them. And it is obviously very slick out there. And it, it, it manages to climb the ladder and it's on the other end of the window and it's walking. You see the, the, the uh, window is breaking in certain areas, which was really bad CG. Um, when it broke, like it was full CG yeah. window breaking. It, it looked bad, but uh, the dinosaur that was learning, you know, it's supposed to be so smart, like the mm-hmm. uh, you know Velociraptors are, and so it, it it learns to kind of balance and it's coming towards them. And then right before it's about to attack them, Bryce Dallas Howard comes. She saves the day. I don't ever see her limp or nope. talk about her hurt leg again. I don't know uh, how she got up there with that hurt she leg. She climbed the ladder. <laughs> she stood on it. So whatever. Yeah. But uh, she has a. Does she have a gun? She's like hitting the... Yeah, she's got that gun that they advertise because that, that Indoraptor is a prototype for a weapon that... Oh, the uh, tracking gun. Yeah, they, would like, yeah. they would like laze... Like, they would like laze this, the target yeah. like because that's... I mean, that's how they do like missiles and sure. stuff and yeah. then he would know like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to yeah. kill. Yeah. They so say earlier that the, the Raptor, when they're trying to sell it, like it cannot... It, it obeys that laser so whatever you point it at like it has to go attack it right yeah it, it doesn't think about it or anything so she's got that and she she starts pointing the laser at owen and they're going to do another they're trying to get it to fall basically through the glass yeah, and right. so that's exactly what ends up happening uh, but blue kind of jumps on it and then 
and then it falls like blues on top of it as it falls down and like on the stegosaurus or whatever horns triceratops, yep. triceratops yep. horns uh, it's impaled and so yeah, the thing's yeah. taken out blue is standing on top of it like i'm the king i thought of this. that was going to be the iconic scene you know that we get with the t-rex at the end of jurassic yeah. park because yeah. it's on top of it i really wanted some kind of banner to roar and yeah exactly <laughs> but anyway so this thing is just like you know it's got its i'm king of the hill type moment yeah um so now the big the you know they they're not out of the woods yet though. So the big thing is that all the systems have started malfunctioning because of the dinosaurs escaping and puncturing different things. There's a bunch of hazardous gas that's leaking out into the basement research facility and the the hacker guy can't can't save them, can't fix the ventilation system or anything. And so Claire and Owen go down there with the little girl and they're faced with this problem like these dinosaurs we rescued them the island's gone if these dinosaurs die there are no more dinosaurs and that was the whole point of their mission and so do they let the dinosaurs out to roam around and be free and obviously they're going to kill people they're going to destroy things or do we let them die here um yeah owen's got a great line where he's like be careful this we're not on an island no going back yeah we're not on an island anymore like it's like they're gonna now did anyone think that they could have just opened the door and ventilated the room without letting the dinosaurs out I think that might have Maybe. been. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the ventilation yeah. system of this place. Would I thought be. that might have been a yeah. good shot before, but okay. Um, this is, you know, and this is one of the things that I realized how they handled it so that the adults really couldn't, they weren't pulling the trigger. Right. Like Claire is about to press the button and, and she's and, conflicted. Yeah. And yeah. Like, but said, she, Owen's like, you can't yeah. go back from this. And so she ends up closing it. And where I'm like, that's the right decision because yeah. you let these, this is what a lot of the problem is when you, when you're faced with this, like in films where it's like the person does this and usually there's no consequences. And I right. hate it because it's like, Oh, they saved the day and they're the good guy. But literally right. the police would be yeah, all, like in a, uh, in rampage. Yeah. That's, right? yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, Oh, we, we got to save this giant gorilla that's killing all these people. No, you put down the goddamn yeah. gorilla. Yeah. Like, it's like, I mean, it's sad, but the gorilla's hurting people, people outrank the gorilla the gorilla needs to go down even though it's not i mean i know it's not the gorilla's fault but like and and so yeah i i liked how they handled this and that obviously from a movie franchise point standpoint you need those dinosaurs (laughs) out causing havoc because that's what your franchise is now now (laughs) we'll get to that (laughs) all the dinosaurs at the auction except for the indoraptor have been sold and started to be transported and the dna so actually there's i figured they couldn't have been transported they they not yet it happened in too quick a succession i don't yeah. think that they really no had, every time that they sold them they put them on a truck and left to wherever they were oh going. really okay yeah. I didn't, so wasn't, every I didn't dinosaur from the auction is out there okay every single one because they show you they don't put them back in their cages downstairs they load the crate on a truck and they hit it and the truck drives okay. off yeah. so so now they've got the dna they've got the dinosaurs so this really came down to this ethical question of or this moral question, this dilemma that Claire wanted to save these dinosaurs and she couldn't let them die. And it's just like, it's so hard for me because I get it from a movie standpoint, but these things are going to leave and immediately kill people. Like, right. I, I just hate that decision in a movie, but the little girl ends up yeah, pressing the button. Cause it shouldn't have been a close call Yeah, for, for an adult. I like the fact that like that she does make the adult right. decision yeah. that the, the movie didn't go there because it isn't a heroic thing for her to do that. And I like the fact that the girl hit the button because it's exactly what a little girl would have right. done. A little girl's like, got to save the animals. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, and it's a, it's a dumb decision and it's exactly the sort of dumb decision a little kid would make. But it actually is even smarter than that, though, because she reasons that she's a clone and they're clones. They were, they were raised by the same technology. They yeah. were created. So those are actually her. Yeah, she's not a clone of a killing machine so no it's not good logic but that we know of <laughs> touche but but she was genetically created so she yeah. came from the exact same technology as them so like she 
that's more of her reason. They give her a smarter reason. Yeah, than yeah. Just, I like animals. That's true. Right? It, is, it is better than they're cute. Yeah, exactly. Not so much. She ends up letting him go, and this is probably my biggest bone of contention with the entire movie. Me too. She lets about twenty dinosaurs go, and now you you bookends. It started with Ian Malcolm at a hearing for should we save the dinosaurs or not. It ends with the end of that hearing, and he's like. You know, this is going to happen. History repeats itself. Things are going to go bad. He's like, was now that the we're... end of that ear hearing or was that a different hearing? Same one. I'm I thought sure. it was the same one. I, I thought he had more facial up. hair in the second one. I'm I don't, honestly not. Okay. I, don't I thought so. it was no. a different one. They, I thought now he was addressing the fact that they were out. The first hearing was about like, what do we do? OK. Or maybe, maybe take... the first hearing was supposed to be this final hearing and they were it was like a flash. Either way. Forward. I, either way. It, yeah. You know, we saw it last night. I didn't take it that way, but it could have been. Yeah. But in any way, he's just like, you know, history repeats itself. You're going to create these dinosaurs that should be extinct. They're going to kill and whatever. I've seen it. Welcome to Jurassic World. You're in Jurassic World now. Yeah. Aside from the people that bought these dinosaurs, there's like 20 dinosaurs on the loose. You don't see one helicopter out trying to hunt them down. They're just flying around. You don't see one police car, not one police car driving around. And the movie ends with now the dinosaurs are kind of roaming around in all these different and places around the U.S. Greater threats that we never thought we would. And, the yeah. army would take out these di- yeah, these 20 like, dinosaurs right. in in two hours it's I mean, supposed it's to set up it seems like it's such a big setup for what's going to be the dinosaurs are going to take the, the world yeah yes and, but and it's, it's definitely not no, they're contained it, to like what a hundred mile radius at the moment like well and even then they're contained in north america they wouldn't yeah get, yeah they would yeah, not exactly get, you know, or the, the western hemisphere yeah. i guess they could they would not make it out of the state across state lines by the time the army came and, and took yeah. them out a tank takes out a t-rex i don't care how big it is i mean you know the or, pterodactyls are shot or, down or a moab yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, uh, a, a a hillbilly on his porch takes out those pterodactyls flying around. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't like, I get the, the way they set it up, like the world was over because of yeah. those dinosaurs. Yeah, they, they needed to put more dinosaurs yeah. into play. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so I, you know, that was my big bone of contention with the ending because that was just dumb again. There was some great imagery there, though, with the T-Rex yeah. and, the, and the lion and that it's beautiful the big looking. water one. Yeah. The, yeah. Just like the, a Zack uh, Snyder movie looks good. It's yeah. It was... It's it was, better than that, but point taken. Yeah. Was there... I didn't stick around. Was there something after the credits? Very, not worth it. The, <laughs> the most worthless after credits scene of all time. If you're going to see it, I'll don't stick around yeah. for this. They're in Las Vegas. It opens in Las Vegas, and you think there's going to be something clever or something scary or something that would lead into the next movie. They're in Las Vegas, and there's a few pterodactyls flying around, and then it ends. That's it. They yeah. literally Three just Three pterodactyls you. land on like one of the top of one of the casinos or, or yeah. some kind of tower there, and then it just cuts to black. I mean, the only thing it's showing you is that pterodactyls made it from wherever they were on a dock, so wherever the water came in, so right. the coast, they made it to Las Vegas, and so, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I well, I, that's the safest place for the dinosaurs to be, <laughs> right? I mean, what happens in Vegas <laughs> stays in Vegas. The dinosaurs can't leave. They legally Vegas. can't. They, they are legally <laughs> precluded from leaving. I've Las seen Vegas. those tourist campaigns. Like they're going to play it up. The what? I mean, oh, it's going to be Nicolas Cage in the next one. There we yep. go. That's how they're leaving Las Vegas. That's oh it. my god! On dinosaurs on the back yeah. of pterodactyls. Um, I love Jurassic Park. I really want this franchise to be good. And I liked a lot in this movie when they got off the island, when it got contained, when it went from big to, to a small haunted house movie, I really liked it. I just wish it was smarter. Yeah. Uh, I just can't believe they went into human cloning, made that part of the, of the, the canon, And then it was just nothing. Because like that's they heard, hu- but they heard the out like, Oh, you don't mean the hybrid. You mean the little girl, the little yeah. girl. Because yeah. it was a uh, concept art for Jurassic world two was human dinosaur clones. Like Ugh. 
army militarized like hybrids, human yeah. ugh. so but no i that like, is that going to be a strong point in the next one like well now <laughs> like, now you've got all these you know stere- very stereotypical russian mobsters and different you know whatever yeah. like <laughs> it's that room that was straight out of central casting it like was, that was brutal it was really <laughs> bad might, you might, might as well show you like an eskimo with a spear yeah it yeah. was really yeah. bad but you've got all these people out there that now and Jeff Goldblum touches on it. Then it's like now it's like you don't know what they're gonna do with this stuff. Like they're not making theme parks, and you see the the genetic, the little uh, not chromosomes, whatever Nedry had in the can, like those little DNA capsules. Sure. I just can't think of the yeah. name of them right now. But uh, the embryos, right? They they had those little embryos in a suitcase, and so there's every single dinosaur type. They've got a couple different specimens of it, and so I mean you don't know what the, the what's gonna happen next. So the genetic part I think is definitely gonna come into play. Um, but I would love, I just wish the movie could get smaller and now it did for a little bit in this movie for the second half, but now they're out and there's yeah, no going back. But they also have a new genre to play with, right? And now it's just going to be a flat out monster movie. Yeah, it's just going to be, you know, so it's like they did like a straight ahead dinosaur movie and then they gave us a haunted house movie and now the next, next one, monster. you know, so I mean, honestly, they're kind of following an MCU model in that they're going to use these characters in different tro- yeah. genre tropes. And I'm like, sure. at least that's what appears to be happening. And I'm cool with that. Well, you know what they need, though? What they need is The Rock. They need... <laughs> that's like That's the type of movie they need where The Rock... I mean, I know that he does a lot of these type of movies, but they need someone that can be a big, dumb, act, charismatic action hero. Did you just I, call The Rock dumb? Well, the king, <laughs> no, he doesn't usually play dumb, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I'm just They kidding. need the muscle that's charismatic and fun. Sure. I, I mean, I wonder if Owen now turns into a dinosaur hunter. Yeah. I mean, he kind of almost has to. Yeah. You know? Do you imagine The Rock and uh, and uh, Chris, Chris Pratt in the same movie? Up. That's I mean, Fast Whew. and Furious, The Rock, and all those other like you yeah. never would. I'm talking about just the charisma, like their on screen presence. Like Tom touched on it earlier, how he's not you know the Chris Pratt we know in these movies. Right? Well, he, it it kind of leaks out a little bit. We did see Kurt yeah. Russell and The Rock in the same scene. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I I I I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't love it. I, feel. it just, I there were some really great shots from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah, like definitely. I think Jay Boyana is an awesome director. I think he's really good. Um, and, and, and he needs a better script to work with. If he makes the next one, I really hope that they can give him someone to hammer out a good script. Sure. Yeah. I had a lot of fun and I, I don't think you're wrong in what you said. Yeah. I just don't care. You just like, don't, I, care. you don't yeah. have any, don't care. Like I, yeah. it was, I, it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. If, what did I liked it? Would I have liked it more? Were it a smarter film? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would love to see a movie do this stuff, be fun and, and also be a little smarter. But at the same time, like I never expected it from this franchise, unless you have sure. a true, like, like legendary director like Spielberg making one of these movies. And and that's what you get with Spielberg. Like he elevates. I mean, he's all his he's built a career out of elevating schlock, right? Like I mean, he took, you know, I mean, Jaws was supposed to be a, a monster movie and he took like let's now let's do it with aliens. Now let's do it with with, you know, B movie serials from the 40s. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's he's always taken the things that he loved as a child uh, not always, but it's been a reoccurring theme in his life. He takes the the types of movies he loved as a child that Hollywood didn't think were worth wasting real money and real talent on, and then he invests real money and real talent into them and elevates them above their genre. Yeah. 
I wish he was still. I mean, he produces, but I if he was making this movie, I just I'd be interested to know how many real day to day decisions he makes on these movies sure. and how much is just he gets a credit because it's yeah. his idea That's or true. or he was so instrumental to its uh, to the first film that you if, know if they make this the end of another trilogy like the first three were that one and now this is the Jurassic World trilogy like what if they could get him back though and do some magic I know that you said it's getting bigger and monster you know it's a yeah. really big movie but. Man, if they could somehow wrap it up and he book like, ends, yeah, the, book ends oh, it, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really neat. That'd be nice. It would. So, um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's that one. Your video recovery is 1993's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy and lazy, but okay. But it works. <laughs> I think you did a really good job with uh, the T Rex in the the city and Ready Player One. That could lead to some really yeah. interesting scenarios in the next one. Should he direct it? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I mean, he, yeah, yeah, it would be great to see. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, does he think it's I could also see him thinking it's beneath him. Sure. I, but also, I mean, Ready Player One didn't do what it was supposed to do. Like, he might also be like, I could use a hit. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, he true. still likes to make hit movies. I still love know? that movie, though. Well, yeah. Oh, it was, I <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the movie, but, you know. but Box it, office-wise, it should have been huge. Yeah, sure, it should absolutely. have been much bigger than yeah. it was. So, But uh, but anyway, so I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and uh, listen to show spoilers. That's at all the spoilers on Twitter. And this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you would like to continue the conversation online, please join us, won't you? On Twitter at Real Spoilers, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join the League of Show Sharers. Go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. And don't forget our Patreon account at Patreon.com slash Real spoilers. Which next up on the Patreon, Joe and I are going to do a retrospective on the original Halloween in honor of the new Halloween remake that uh, he broke down on the the uh, Patreon page earlier this week. And we are also going to go back to the Lost World Jurassic Park. So if you want more dinosaur fun, we're going to go over and talk about the things they got right and everything they got wrong about that one. Awesome. So uh, there, that's it. I have no idea what we're doing next or when because of travel and holidays. I guess it's probably Ant-Man, but I, I don't know. We might sneak in the purge. Oh, I don't know. We'll the say. first purge or whatever. The first purge. Uh, stars Callista Flockhart, right? No. <laughs> Karen Carpenter? No. That's... <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you lost me. Oh. Never mind. I'm sure someone will be offended enough to write. I think I get it, but yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was yeah. thinking. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Littlefoot follows a cloud to the Great Valley. love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. must file by 331 credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service offer can be modified or terminated at any time 